welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores as we're talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, as we head into week number four on the college lacrosse calendar already, which is uh, pretty wild. Coach, good to see you. Uh, how are things around campus this week? Obviously, we'll, we'll talk a lot about last week's game at Duke. We'll talk a lot about what's coming up against Merrimack. How you doing? I'm okay. You know, it's uh, it's it's a it's a mixed bag. You know, as I tell my players all the time, there, you know, where it it takes a it takes courage to put your life on a scoreboard, especially when you're playing against a team that has you know on paper, uh, you know, all these other great players, and we don't have a chance. And then uh, frustrating to have that chance and, and then not, not come away with it. You feel for the kids because they played so hard, but we'll get into that. Uh, you know, now we got to get over that hangover and move on for a really good Merrimack team. Yeah, tough one on Friday afternoon at Duke, a 14-13 loss uh, in overtime in a game that really swung on uh, a late penalty. Duke got the, the game-tying goal, then a penalty that takes them on the man up uh, into overtime. And, uh, you know, that's a team that obviously goes into every season with – uh, conversations about conference titles and, and national titles and all that. Um, your guys really put themselves in a position to win. It just didn't uh, end the way you wanted. But tell me about uh, your overall impressions from that Duke performance. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, last year we got beat 19 to 10, and that was out of the good graces of their coaches letting us score like the last five goals. Uh, you know, if just coming into it, I thought our guys had a great, great, outlook on it they were ready to 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 compete and be tough and they were and they were we you know duke has great players there are three top kids had a total of eight goals out of 14 which you know is a couple more than we what we had hoped um but uh you know it, it, one part of you has to commend our guys and another part of you is feels for them you know uh and having a one goal lead with one minute left and, and not being able to execute the end of the game stuff and holding on to the ball that we work on, uh, you know, is frustrating. But uh, as I tell them, I, I've had a saying for years, uh, you know, I call it fear of success. And, and what I mean by that is anybody can fear failure. We all fear failure, but uh, fear of success basically in my mind means that You've, you've put yourself, you've risen yourself to another level. And unfortunately, in, in sports, there's a scoreboard. But we played at the highest level, I believe, a, a Denver team has played in a couple of years. And, and, uh, and it, the score didn't come out on us. But now the challenge, what's the challenge now is, okay, guys, you've proven to us that you can play at this level. It took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of concentration. It took a lot of caring about each other. Can we now do it again and hopefully come on out on top on the scoreboard? We don't have time to feel bad for ourselves. We don't have time to look too much at the what ifs, uh, you know, other than to try and correct some mistakes we made. Um, and we, we have a really good team coming in. So can, if we can rise to that level each and every week, then we won't have a repeat of Air Force. And, uh, and you know, we'll win a lot of lacrosse games. So we'll see what happens. 
Coach, the uh, the close of that game, uh, you, like you said, you've got a lead with about a minute to go. Uh, Duke forces a late turnover. They score the game-tying goal. What did you see in that sequence? Um, there are so many things that that you do practice for those late-game situations, but late-game situations have a way of, of kind of getting hairy and going sideways. Uh, what did it look like from the sideline? Well, you know, we have we have a handful of really courageous young men, guys. That, now we have a lot of them, but I'm talking about guys who are at another level, you know, and and led by Alex Stathakis. And then you throw into that guys like Mikey Lampert and guys like Casey Wilson. And so what do you do at the end of the game is you give the ball to Michael Lampert. He's got a big heart. He's the fastest guy on the team. And you run, you know, and, and, what happened was the afterthought was that we didn't know that Michael's legs were bothering him. He had been on the field almost 60 minutes of the game and he didn't have that burst. And so he felt like he had to throw the ball to JJ and wasn't a good pass. And so the ball goes out of bounds. Look, these are, these are young men who have given anything they have for you. And, uh, and there's no, nobody, you know, nobody greater than Michael Lampert as far as wanting to win and wanting to give that effort for you. So uh, it's frustrating, but there was so many mistakes so many, you know, if you, if you switch the game around and, 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 and that had happened at the end of the first half, and then some of the other mistakes had happened at the end, you'd, you'd be thinking about those mistakes, but we made a lot of them. We made a lot of great plays. We played really good defense. Um, you know, for the most part, we were on top of things. We, we, but, you know, you go back to missing some layups on man up. You go back to some miss, just mistakes defensively that, you know, we worked so hard on. But there's pressure in these situations. These guys are young men. And, and, you know, and, and the, the idea of a season, of course, is to win, especially get a chance to beat a team like Duke that chalks you into the NCAA tournament. But um, when you look at a big season and all the games we have left, and as I told them after the game, all the op great opportunities that we have, starting with this week to rebound, but then you go North Carolina, right? You go Yale, you go Ohio State, you go Georgetown, you go Villanova, five weeks in a row, that's, that's murderer's row, but it's also opportunity row. And if we get better from this one, We'll, we'll chalk up some of those. Coach, when you uh, are coming out of a loss like this, I would imagine the lessons that you want your guys to take away are obviously to stay hungry because it didn't go your way in the end. But also, there's a lot of really good stuff that you can build on from a game like this, um, especially being on the road in a hostile environment, taking on a really good program. What were the things that you liked most about the fight that they showed, especially coming out of the Air Force game to be up a goal with a minute to go uh, and have put themselves in that position that you feel like can carry you forward now into Merrimack, in North Carolina, into Yale and beyond? Well, you know, in your question, you answered your question. It was the fight. It was the willingness to be competitive, the willingness to not back down to, you know, all these all Americans and five stars and four stars, the willingness to say, hey, we're pretty good, too. The willingness to dive for ground balls like Malik did, like uh, Jake Edinger did, the willingness to take hits like JJ and, and Richie and Noah did, um, you know. All that stuff just uh, is is so positive, 
And now we got to, you know, put a little bit more together at, in some other areas and uh, hope to, you know, hope to, hope to be better at it the next time. But there's a lot, there's a lot to, uh, there's a lot to take into account, a lot to be positive about. That's for sure. When uh, you guys are are pushing through this non-conference portion of the season, uh, stylistically, you're going to see things that are different from week to week. You know, Utah is going to play a little bit different brand from Air Force and from Duke. What do you feel like your guys have been able to learn uh, in the early going as to what they can do to be successful, especially on the defensive end? You know, you've got uh, a couple of losses now, but they're by a combined three goals, one of them in overtime. Uh, and in your first game of the season, a win over a really good Utah team, you gave up four goals. I mean, it seems like the guys have handled – um, different styles and things like that. Well, what has the non-conference season provided in that adaptability through the first three weeks? Um, well, you know, it's, it's, I think that the guys under start starting to understand that as complex as this game can look, it's really a simple game. You know, you cover your guy, you help your teammate, you make saves, you, you give them if they get shots. You you want them to be contested. You want them to be from a distance. Uh, you know you want to fight for ground balls, and then you throw in all that other stuff. The 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 kind of players that Duke had, the kind of players that Air Force had that were big and strong. Um, you know th those things we probably make a lot out of those things because we feel like we need to cross every T and dot every I. But the truth of the matter is, it's still it's still those basic things that that win you lacrosse games. And uh, for us, it's a matter of of remembering the mistakes we made against Utah or mistakes we made against Air Force or now against Duke and not letting them happen again. And, and if we continue to do the basic stuff like we have and we continue to improve offensively, if you'd have told me we we're going to score 13 against Duke, I would have told you we're going to win. Um, so it. It, you know, it's just a continuation of, of trying to get better. Well, a lot coming up for the Denver Pioneers here over the next few weeks, and we are going to uh, chat about what is on the docket at home coming up this Saturday at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium, as well as uh, the final three games this non-conference season after that as the Pioneers hit the road to Chapel Hill, then New Haven, Connecticut, and then back home against Ohio State on March 19th. Uh, we're already midway through this non-conference portion of the season and a lot to catch up on as we head into the uh, latter stages of February. We'll step aside for a timeout and bring it on back to preview Merrimack and more on the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores next on 104.3 The Fan HD3. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future.
Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, talking Denver men's lacrosse as DU returns home to take on Merrimack College. The Warriors arrive in town on Saturday. Pioneers and Merrimack will get rolling at 11 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, it's Youth Jersey Day, by the way, Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. You can get your tickets at DenverPioneers.com. Tickets flying fast, as they always do uh, for Pioneer home games. Coach, there are not many times when we get a chance to talk about a team that uh, you've never seen before at DU. This is actually a team that I don't believe the Pioneers have ever played before uh, in the history of these two programs. Tell us what you know about Merrimack, a team that's coming in, playing some good lacrosse so far this season. They're 3-1. and one. They had a loss last time out against Dartmouth, but that was a one-goal loss late at home. Uh, what do you know about the Warriors and what they'll bring in this weekend? Not only have we not seen them here at Denver, I've never seen them. <laughs> that's, wow. all, that's a wall. That's wow. a long, long, that's a long, long time. So, uh, <laughs> um, first of all, they're very well coached, really well coached. You see it on film. Uh, you see their energy, the way they play. Nothing changes. The, the you know, depending on who they play against. Uh, you know, I give Mike a lot of credit. You know, a lot of these coaches back out to not wanting to come to Denver, and he's really enthusiastic about it. You know, they recently changed for, to Division One. Um, last year and uh, and they they are a division one lacrosse team they got they got guys who play with reckless abandon they got guys that are well coached defensively they got a great goalie um, and so it's going to be a good matchup at the faceoff x so this is no uh, this is no gimme um, uh, watching them on film and they've beaten you know they beat a good Hofstra team and they uh, you know they, they just it's a team that does what they do and they do it very well, but they have no qualms about shooting the ball and, and, uh, and, and making it hard on you defensively. If you had to draw some similarities between this Merrimack team and the teams that you've seen already this season, is there a style that you've seen that you feel like can prepare you for Merrimack or do they do, obviously every team does their own set of unique things, but how do they uh, compare for the, with the first three teams you've seen this year? Well, they're, they're, probably most like Utah in that uh, they're, they're coached to to use their skills, coached to be confident, and coached to shoot the ball. Um, they can get you in transition, um, probably not quite as reliant on the transition part of it as Utah was because they're very good in six-on-six six in the half field. Um, defensively different, defensively different than Utah. So um, – you know, it's it's uh, it's a fast sliding, you know, good, really enthusiastic, a lot of energy type defense, and uh, so a, a little like Utah, but but uh, not like not like uh, Duke and not like Air Force. So it's another unique style that we're playing against. What does it mean uh, to you, Coach, when uh, a coaching staff, especially for a program that has so recently um, transitioned to Division One, uh, like you said, a lot of coaches around the country don't want to make this trip. Uh, I think a lot of coaches around the country are very wary of making this trip because they know how difficult it is to win in Denver. Uh, but for somebody like Mike Morgan to say, no, we're going to make that uh, that trip, we're going to make it part of our non-conference um, and try to go out there and be part of that in Denver uh, what does that mean to you guys as a staff when other coaching staffs are eager to get that opportunity? It, it look, it says it says a lot about the, the some the, some of the young men in our profession, especially Mike, because 
so many of our older guys, experienced guys, um, you know, to take, don't consider the game, you know, and then look, 90, 95% of our game is played, you know, on the East Coast. And then you've got the outliers of Utah Air Force and us. And then, you know, you look at Marquette and, and a couple of those others, but basically it's, uh, you know, it, when I, when I get the calls after the fact of, wow, that, that travel was difficult or, or before the fact where they say, ah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know this travel stuff's really hard. And then I say, well, we're doing eight cross country trips this year with yeah, 34,000 yeah. miles last year. You know what? Get over yourself. It's a, it's a game, you know, and the kids will play the game and they'll be fine, but um, it is what it is. And, and we took this on 14 years ago when I, accepted the job and Matt Brown and I have been together for all that time. And, you know, we've always said we'll play anybody anywhere, anytime. So they, I guess they take us literally on that and say, well, we'll play you any, any place, uh, anytime or anywhere, as long as it's our, our place, you know? So, uh, so I do give my credit and, and some of these others, you know, Nick, Nick Myers from Ohio state has always kept ours a home and home. Um, and then you have, thankfully you have a, a couple or a few of uh of the of the of the league games you know it's we're gonna have to you know maybe in the future maybe even play air force in utah twice i i don't know what that's going to be like but we've, we've got to get this thing straightened out so that we can have uh, at least equal ground to compete on all right coach let's dive into some specifics of what you want to see from your guys this week against merrimack um this is uh like a i said a team that comes in at three and one they've played really well so far um it's not often that uh we talk about your team as being you know on the flip side of the 500 mark you'll come in at one and two but obviously have played really well um so far this season what do you feel like has been good the first three weeks of the year that you want to see grow against merrimack and what are the next steps in some of the deficiencies early on uh that you want to see uh culminated uh if you will against Merrimack to continue that development yeah it's 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 a little scary in that you know we we have played well in two games and did not play well in one so um you know we, we've shown the propensity to be really good and really bad at times so uh the idea is to even that out a little bit you know um the, the intensity, as I mentioned before, on the field the other night was palpable. It was unbelievable. You could feel it on the sideline, all over the place. We want to we want to duplicate that kind of intensity. Um, we want you know we want to uh, play a team like Merrimack and 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 um, at Peter Barton Stadium and make sure that we protect our home turf and make sure that um, you know. Our, our guys and our fans and our families uh, take great pride in, in playing here. And so uh, it, it, we've learned a lot about ourselves in three weeks and, and four weeks counting the Hopkins scrimmage. And, and the idea now is to continue to improve on, on the good and continue to decrease the poor and uh, hope that we can start building as, as these next weeks come up uh, toward uh, being a title contender. I know that's been a point of conversation for you guys over the last couple of years is getting back to uh, the way that you own your home field. Last year, five and three at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium, year before six and one. Um, but there was a time when teams came into Denver and essentially knew, yeah, we're not getting out of there with a win. 
Um, how much do your guys embrace that? The fact that, you know, you really do have from the the travel to the altitude and everything else that people talk about with coming into Denver to play, you've got a lot of uh, built in uh, factors that feel like they make for a difficult visiting team environment. Uh, what has this group embraced as far as trying to take care of that home field and, and get it back to the place where it was of, you know, undefeated home seasons, one loss home seasons, all that. Well, you know, you, you said get it back. And I think this team has done an amazing job of getting our culture back. You know, uh, COVID was, was rough on everybody. We know that. And, uh, but with the, 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 fifth year guys and the, the, the craziness of 2021 and then last year even where we were kind of kind of back but not really back and and uh, I really feel like our seniors and our captains have done a great job of bringing our culture back and what goes hand in hand in that or in addition to that is is bringing that bringing that um, uh, dominance at Peter Barton Stadium back and uh you know, this started way, way back when, when we lost to, in, in 2016, when we lost to Towson in the tournament and then lost to uh, Loyola in the tournament and uh, lost to a couple of, in a couple of bad games at the Big East tournament. We've had great years, but we haven't finished them off. And so um, I think part of this process of getting back to where we want to be, not only culturally, but also result wise, uh, is, is still a process and, and, and it, it's at work right now. And so, um, you know, we're, what we're hoping is we, what we said before, continue to get better as a team, but also remind our guys of the history and, and the, uh, uh, the historical memory of what it's like to play at Peter Barton Stadium, not only for us, but for our opponents. All right, Coach, final couple of minutes here uh, on this week's episode of the show. You obviously uh, are coming in against a, a team that has a lot of talent and is really well coached and you can't overlook. Um, and then you've got two games right after that that are really tough on the road in North Carolina and at Yale. How important is this week uh, being able to get to a state where you feel good hitting the road for those next couple of non-conference games and then come back to Ohio State? Um, how big is is this one against Merrimack for your guys this weekend? It's huge for so many reasons. I think the main one is to find out if this group of young men can duplicate the emotion that they brought last Friday night. Uh, that's If we can do that, we're going to be a bear to contend with. All right, Coach, final point then. Your biggest keys this week. What do you want to see from your guys uh, on Saturday against the Warriors? Well, we want to be mistake-free on defense and and uh, be good in the goal again. And, um, you know, Stat's going to have to do his normal job of of dominating on on the at the face-off X. But, uh, you know, we got to put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, I think last week, you know, uh, we did a better job of, uh, from all different areas and different kinds of goals than we did against uh, Air Force. So uh, just, just continuing to improve. Uh, making sure that we handle the pressure that that Merrimack puts on us and make sure we put some on them. Well, coming up on Saturday, the Pioneer's second home game of the season, 11 a.m. for the start time for that one, which means a 10.30 Pioneer pregame right here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Excited to get back to it at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. He is the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, Denver, and Merrimack coming up at 11 on Saturday. Coach, we'll, uh, we'll catch you this week. Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by your Front Range Toyota stores. We'll talk to you on Saturday for Denver and Merrimack.
Is that the sound of an ooey gooey cheesy crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. Your Front Range Toyota Store is proud to be the exclusive automotive partner of your DU Pioneers.